Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your host, Daniel and Bonnie, and we're so excited that you're with us today. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about something that is vital to your marriage relationship, and that is uh, the topic of friendship, mm-hmm. friendship and marriage. Um, and so as as we get into that, I need to talk about uh, something, uh, paint a little picture of what's happening here. And, and believe me, this has a lot to do with friendship. So <laughs> you've heard us talk about this dog we have, Charlie, mm-hmm. Charlie dog. And um, Charlie is one of your best friends, Bonnie. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's my buddy. He is. And he's sitting in Bonnie's lap. Now, here's why I'm saying this. It's been really cold this winter, and Charlie typically gets shaved, right? Gets sheared. Is that what <laughs> yeah, I problem? shave him about every couple of weeks. Yes. Well, 10 days, he's like gone a good bit longer. Oh, than, a lot longer. Than each, and man, because it's cold. And he, have you ever seen that that picture of the sheep that like was lost for a year or two <laughs> in the cave? Maybe to, yeah, and didn't get shaved mm-hmm. and sheared, and now you can't see his eyes, and mm-hmm. he's all cut. That's exactly what Charlie looks like. <laughs> he's cute though. Oh my god, he looks like he's put on his winter weight, <laughs> like he's been eating carbs all winter. But it's all fur. It's just so it's cold so out. Funny. I don't have the heart right now to shave off his winter coat. Uh, Charlie is truly man's Bonnie's best friend. Well, that's what they say. I mean. Well, girl's best friend too, I guess. But he, man's best friend's a dog. But he, he's my buddy. I mean, I. That's the thing about dogs; they make good friends because they do. I mean, they they always they're good listeners. They're never going to interrupt you or anything like that. But I don't know. He that dog interrupts quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> going true. outside and he's yeah. demanding. He is, but yeah, but he's loyal. He is is very loyal, and to I'm me. second on his friends list. Well, and then the kids are. I don't know if they are even on the list. They just. They just live in his domain. Well, yeah, that's true. But but but, but we um we started leading a four week uh, marriage enrichment workshop at our church, and um and we're talking about in this workshop. Uh, it's called Love Connection. We're talking about different ways to connect with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And typically, when you think of love connection, you think of you know sex and marriage and different things like that. And that's yes, very true. A good way to connect. But there's a lot of other ways that uh, that we connect and that we need to connect with our spouse, and that does enhance the sex. But but I think the foundational connection mm-hmm. that we should have in marriage is friendship. Yeah, and developing that good you know friendship with our spouse. So we thought it'd be great to give. Um, you guys a snapshot of what we've been talking about in this workshop so for the next four weeks we're going to be talking about different ways to connect with our spouse so before we get into that though um we want to have a little fun so we're always pumping date night date night if you read any marriage book or any marriage podcast they're going to talk about date night why because date nights help with the friendship but the thing is we get on our dates and what do we talk about the kids. We talk about stuff that we don't, you know, and what do we talk about? So we thought we'd give you uh, some help in that area. This little bit's called something to talk about. So Bonnie, let's ask, let's ask some questions. Give them some examples. Yeah. Okay. So Daniel, where were you for the most beautiful sunrise or sunset that you ever remember? Oh, beautiful sunrise. Okay. So the sunrises around here on the farm, mm-hmm. they're probably, the, mm-hmm. they're probably the most beautiful. And just the other day, right? We're sitting at the mm-hmm. breakfast table and the sun came up over there and I'm like, man, so probably sunrises there. All right. You take sunset. Uh, probably what, 
one of the most beautiful was when we were in um, down in the Keys back mm. in September um, in Isla Mirada. Is that yep, what it's called? Yep, and we were yep. sitting there just watching the sun go down while we are eating dinner. And it was just, it was amazing. It was just like, you just had to take it in. It was like, that was great. Uh, the ones at your mama's farm. Oh, pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's yep. pretty, pretty amazing. Okay, um, this would be a good one for you. What's one of your favorite meals your mom cooked for you as a kid? Mm. Your mom was a good cook. Uh, yeah, she could. Anything. I look back now, I'm like, man, what I had. Because, you know, as kids, you don't appreciate it. But oh, yeah. one of my favorites, I think, was like country fried steak and gravy mm. she would make and some rice and all the side stuff to go with it. It's hard to. It's hard to beat any of her cooking, but what about you? Mm. Um, I specifically remember one time telling my mom this was my favorite meal that she made, and she died laughing because I want to tell you about it. It's it's this is why she laughed. I remember coming home from football practice and baseball practice, being just so mm-hmm. hungry. And when she made those little chicken nuggets, like Tyson from the bag. Frozen. Frozen chicken oh, nuggets gosh. and like that yellow Spanish rice and some of those brown and serve rolls. Oh my gosh, I would just eat and eat. And then that's I'd take funny. ketchup and mustard and honey and make my own little dipping sauce. And that's why she laughs. She's like, that's like the easiest <laughs> yeah. phone-in meal. But man, yeah. I loved it. Yep. All right, last one. What's one of your big pet peeves? Um... Probably, uh, it all revolves around the kitchen. One, I can't stand to come in the morning and have dishes still in there sitting there drying. The other, this is probably the worst, is like if the kids do the dishes or something and they leave like food stuff in the drain, little drain trap. It's so gross. I I can't stand it. Just empty it. Just put it in the trash. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours? Mine is people leaving shopping carts in the middle of the parking lot. Like, I, I know there's reasons people have to leave them there. It is so hard for me to be empathetic at all when I see a shopping cart sitting in the middle. Mm. To me, it just says lazy. Like, it's right there. Just take it. You're going to, you know, scratch somebody's car or something. Yep. So, I get very, uh, very angry yes, when I see that. So. so, today we are talking about the importance of friendship and your marriage, and is it's kind of foundational, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. Yeah, I, I do. I think it's a, a big foundation. I'll never forget when we first met. I think, you know, when you first meet your spouse, hopefully for you guys, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but for us, obviously, there's this, you know, intense attraction, right? Yep. But um, but along with that was this this friendship that's, that sprung up. I mean, I'll never forget our first week when we got kind of, you know, this is like the first week we started dating. Man, I think we said it a couple weeks ago on the podcast. We spent, we played tennis. We're not tennis players, but we played tennis. We went on picnics. We went on walk. I mean, we just did fun yeah. stuff. Together all the time, and, talking. Yeah, and- talking. And it built such a foundation those first, you know, few months, years of our relationship. I'll never forget a few years ago. This has this been a long time. Gosh, probably almost 20 years ago. I had uh, one of my best friends went to high school together, went to college together, and um, and he he called me. We we had been married a couple of years. Mm-hmm. He was single. He had he's married now and has kids and lives a great life. But at this time, he wasn't married. And I'll never forget. He had to go out to Denver on a business trip, mm-hmm. and um, he called me. He was at the stand at the top of the Rocky Mountains, and he said, "I'm sorry, I'm 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 bothering you." I 
I just had to call and tell somebody. Mm. It's so beautiful here. And he went on and on. And it, I got off the phone and it broke my heart for him because, mm. he, you know, he longed to have a spouse. And at that time, God hadn't brought her his way. And, and I remember we prayed for him and, and his, to be his spouse. But mm-hmm. that just broke my heart because he, he wanted to have somebody to share that life experience with. Yeah, that's, it, it makes me think of like when, we're, when God created the heavens and the earth and everything and you know you talk about how the rocky mountains been so beautiful and it makes me think of that picture of god creating the heavens and the earth and it's all brand new and perfect and not messed up by us in any way and he lets adam start naming all the animals and all the stuff and and i can't imagine that feeling of oh my goodness i just want to talk to somebody about this can yeah. somebody else see what i'm seeing and that's when god said in in and the only way God can, he said in Genesis 2, 18, it says, it is not good that the man should be alone. You wonder, now I know God's sovereign and he's, you know, he's ordained everything uh, beforehand, but you wonder what that intense longing was in Adam. Mm-hmm. Did God, did God sense that intense longing mm-hmm. in him to be like, man, I wish, wish I had a best friend to call and tell mm-hmm. how beautiful this was. Mm-hmm. And then he brings the woman along, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. What was some things? It's just it's just more fun when you've got somebody to share something with, or you've got somebody to say, "Hey, look, did you see that? Oh my goodness!" Or sometimes we'll we don't even have to say it. We look at each other and it's like, "Yep, yeah." You just share it. You know, you shared the moment. You you didn't even it was unspoken, but you just experience something together yeah. and it's that that's the kind of thing that friendships are made of yeah and a lot of people you know you have that in same-sex friendships maybe you grew up I've got you know there's some girls that uh, I grew up with that were in our student ministry and they were all buds and now 30 years later I still see them on social media they get together mm-hmm. they're hanging out and they've been friends for a long time yeah. you know 30 40 years and um but why is a friendship so important in the marriage relationship mm. is as great as it is, as much as we need that in same sex friendships and relation relationships, we've it's vital in the marriage relationship. And why is that? Well, I think one of the reasons um, research has shown that couples that have a great friendship have a higher percentage of overall marital satisfaction. Mm. Um, I believe that. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever read anything by by John Gottman. He's a professor at University of Washington, and he's written a lot of books. He's been he's done all these like um, studies on marriage, and he wrote the Seven Principles of Making Marriage Work. And in that book, he says happy marriages are based on a deep friendship, and that friendship is the core of a strong marriage. It's, Mm. It's kind of that that core because couples are that are friends look forward to spending time together and they they genuinely like each other and that's mm-hmm. kind of important yeah <laughs> in marriage yeah i like that word core it's it's that foundation it's the thing that holds it all together mm-hmm. you know and um we've got a on the the property next to us they have a house that's going up and um and for months they've been working on the foundation and of course it's been raining a lot but we were wondering like at one point gosh are they ever going to build this house or yeah. are they have they stopped are they stuck and, um, but you've got to, that, that foundation has got to be right. Yeah. And, um, then you can start putting the rest of the stuff up over it. It goes up quick. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, but you, and some, sometimes if you got a weak foundation, you may not see it right off. 
in the first few years, but eventually you're going to start seeing cracks in the wall, leaks, water leaks, different things, erosion. And so that foundation, that core, like John Gottman's talking about, is so important, and mm. especially in marriages. Well, and, and some couples don't start out as friends, mm-hmm. but you can go back and solidify your the foundation later. You know, even if you exactly. didn't start out mm-hmm. that way, you can go back, and if you do see there's cracks in the foundation, you repair it, yeah. and you fix it, and you make sure that the foundation's strong. So mm-hmm. if a couple started didn't start out that way, it's not like, oh, man, we're, st- we're in trouble. And it's really interesting you say that because I think that's, in, and I th- we'll talk about this in a few weeks, um, but I think that's why it's so dangerous uh, to start out as um, sex being your main connection, mm. that God says, wait and keep that holy for marriage. Um, because while sex is awesome and sex can add a deep level of satisfaction to the marriage, it can't be the foundation. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's, you know, so, but, but maybe you, maybe you've been married for 10 years and you don't have a great friendship. Maybe you've married for 20 years or, you know, like you just said, I agree. You can go back and rekindle that and, you know, kind of fall in love all over again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and when couples are friends and they look, you know, their their activities and their interests that they share actually enhance, they become enhanced because that they're sharing that with their favorite person. It's the person they want to spend time with and share their life experiences with. It's like, man, it's not just like we have to do this. We get to do this together. Yeah. After all this time, we still like, we have like-minded interests and we yeah. still have fun together and i hate whenever i have to go on a, a trip away for a conference or something um you know i remember a few years ago i had to go out to california mm. and the coast to a conference or went up to the mountains you know for a conference and every time i go i go with guys from work and they're awesome i enjoy hanging out with them but every time i'm like man i wish bonnie could have gone with me mm. you know yeah i don't want to experience that without you oh so. sweet I love this this quote from uh, C.S. Lewis. He said this of friendship. He said, it's when we are doing things together that friendship springs up. Painting, sailing ships, praying, philosophizing, and fighting shoulder to shoulder. Friends look in the same direction. Mm. That's really cool. That is cool. That's It's that idea of kind of, even he said fighting shoulder to shoulder. You know, they're out there doing stuff. They're, yeah. They've got their, it's kind of like the, the enemy of my, enemy is my what how's that go? The friend, the enemy <laughs> of my enemy is my friend. We so we're fighting, yes, but it. we're fighting together against something, and yeah. you know it's they're fighting together, shoulder to shoulder, and trying to conquer something. And it's that common interest, and it's that, mm-hmm. and most of the time that is where friendship. And starts. I like what he said there. He said um, that as we do those things, friendship springs up, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good word for everybody that's been married any amount of time that you can continually spring up, you know, friendship is, is an annual. Hmm. It's, it's not a perennial. Did I get that right? Or if I get that backwards? I don't know. What's the plant that comes back year after year? That annual. sounds annual. annual. Yeah. yeah. I got it right. And, um, but it, it, you know, friendship can come back year mm-hmm. after year mm-hmm. if it's watered, if it's nurtured, if you go, you know, he, he gave all these examples of things you do together, and we're, we're probably not going to be uh, philosophizing or sailing ships. Hey, but, yeah, um, maybe not. Sword fighting. But, um, but if you do those things, man, you can 
your marriage, your friendship can spring back up. He talks also about the, he goes on later and we've, you know, that he goes on to talk about in that same um, book, he talks about the you too moments. Mm. It's like the, oh, you too? It's an mm. interest that you share. It's like, I thought I was the only person that thought this way or I was the only person who liked that or the only person. It's in friendship where you find those you two seconds of, oh, man, that's what I want out of life. Too. That's what I want, you know. And, yeah. and so, well, why do you think that this friendship sometimes fades over time? Um, I think there's a lot of reasons to this. Um, I think one of them that just comes to mind, maybe it's just because season of life where we are is we just get busy mm-hmm. you know um i know for us we met when we were in college and we had a lot of free time when we weren't in class we yeah. could you know um and so we had a lot of time to nurture our friendship and hang out hang out with friends and all that but then you get full-time jobs and then kids come along mm-hmm. and kids are really physical when they're younger you know exhausting and exhausting yeah. And then as they get older, well, now they have their own schedules and their own lives. And now you're, you're really just kind and, of, you're an Uber driver. Yeah. You're taking them everywhere. You're helping them live their best life. And mm. you're just dividing and conquering and you just stop paying attention mm. to the friendship like you did. Now, some of you may, maybe you got married and you already had a job and maybe you already had a kid from a previous marriage or relationship and, and you were able to build that foundation and a lot of times that's because whenever we're in that limerent stage, we meet somebody and it's new and it's fresh and it's involuntary. Mm-hmm. We don't. You can't help it. We can't help it. And so we shift our attention from all the other stuff towards that relationship for that season until we move on to the next stage that Gary Chapman calls um, real love or volitional. Yeah, in involunt or yeah, volitional love that we have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, you know, stop paying attention to the friendship and nurturing, nurturing it. So I think that's one thing. Um, I think another reason is we're, we're really just selfish people Mm. at its core. And Mm. when it comes down, when we're trying to live life, we just stop making investments. Mm. Why do you, why do you think, do you have any thoughts? No, I think that's good. I think that's true. I think it's when, when you first, I mean, we say this, we we were telling somebody the other day, it's like when we were first married, we didn't have kids. We just, all of our time together was building our friendship. And that, then you have, we hear people talk about going on date nights. And like, well, that's just life. Yeah. We're together all the time. But then kids come in, other things come you in. Have jobs, a date you on the have calendar. to put a physical date on the calendar yeah. and say, we will spend time together then. And even then sometimes it gets interrupted mm-hmm. and you, Oh, something else comes up and you got to move on. So it's, it can become difficult if you're not really paying attention and making investments on purpose. And, Mm -hmm. but what's the danger? Is it dangerous or is it fine to not be friends with your spouse? Cause I mean, I know a lot of people they are like my best friends, my my girlfriends or do whatever. And, and they don't necessarily have that friendship with their spouse anymore. Is, is that okay? Is there any danger in that? Well, I think it's similar to when I was in my twenties, I never saw any danger in not saving for retirement. Yeah. And that was another, that was a life that didn't exist. Sure. You know, my retired self. Mm-hmm. But one day, my 64, 65-year-old man is going to show up. And what I didn't put in the bank when I was in my 20s and 30s, mm-hmm. that dude's going to be really ticked off at me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, And I think the same thing can happen in marriage is in the short term, 
um, just handling life and pouring into the kids and making sure that they get to they're involved in everything and their their schedules are, are good. The problem is is their schedules begin to run the family and the household mm-hmm. and ultimately run your marriage. And then we're living life upside down. Yeah. My mom always told me, she said, the greatest thing I can do for you kids is to love your dad. Mm. And and so what is best for our kids is for us to have a healthy marriage. Yeah. And then even and at then, the detriment of their at, schedules. Even at the detriment of their schedules. Even yeah. at the detriment of getting them things that they want. Um, long term, that is what is proven to be best for them. Mm-hmm. That is putting away money for retirement. The problem is, is when we let the friendship go because of everything else, and and it's great to have same-sex friendships. It's great. Listen, you need your girlfriends. I need guy friends, you know, that I can hang out yeah. with. But that cannot take the place of the friendship with your spouse. Mm-hmm. The problem is, and we see this far too often, is when the kids get to be teenagers, and now they're never home, and then they get to be in college, or they get move out of the house, what do I do? Mm-hmm. We don't know each other anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's when we see a lot of couples begin to divorce and begin Drift, to separate yeah. and because they've drifted over the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I think another danger is, is if I'm not cultivating a deep, intimate friendship with you, mm-hmm. who am I cultivating a deep, intimate friendship with? Well, that goes to that. And one of the importances of friendship is that it, it friendships Um, build emotional and physical intimacy Mm -hmm. in a relationship. And that there again, it's important for our marriage because it builds emotional and physical intimacy. But if we're not doing that with each other, there's something in us that craves that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's that, that, uh, it's dopamine bonding. Yes. It's it's very scientific. Um, It's that, what is dopamine? It's that chemical in our in our body and um, researchers found that neurotransmitter dopamine is involved in human bonding in bringing the brains basically it's a it's a reward system mm. right this chemical is released and every time you have that interaction again that chemical is released as a reward and it makes you feel good mm-hmm. and uh, and so this brings that reward system into our understanding of how we form human attachments and how we form relationships and that's great within a marriage because it keeps us coming back to each other as it builds that intimacy and our you know it lets us be close and yeah and leads to the physical intimacy and the emotional intimacy and all those things that's great but if you don't have this friendship in your marriage then you're looking for that kind of dopamine hit somewhere yep and if you and if that dopamine um attachment bonding happens outside the marriage then man that's very dangerous Mm. very dangerous and uh, affairs develop we've seen um probably the two most area uh, biggest areas we've seen affairs develop is um with things of common interest like um couples that are friends Mm. we see that a lot Mm -hmm. so we're friends with another couple we hang out and, and listen, we're developing, at first, it's just, man, we want friends. That's healthy. Couples sure. need other couple friends. Um, but when there aren't boundaries up, mm. you know, then now I'm developing a friendship with not just the couple, but this man's wife and, mm. or vice versa. 
And it's and, almost like you're dating that person in front of your spouse because you're getting to know them. You're, you're getting, hanging out. You're having fun. You're it's the the you know to go back to a few weeks ago. The foxes little are coming. Foxes, the little yeah. foxes are coming into the vineyard, and you don't even see it. Mm. And and it's harmless. We're just they're friends, man. They're best friends. And and then we go on vacation together. We live in we're we're neighbors. And now their kids are always over here. And we begin to intermingle lives. Mm so much and um and we see that that's affairs happen really quickly that way it's dopamine bonding it's it is a dopamine bonding and, and it's unintentional yeah. at first until it becomes intentional mm-hmm. um and so we see that that happens a lot so in those kind of couple friendships um make sure you um develop those friendships but man have Carefully. have your hedges and your fences up yeah. Um, there's some, there's some areas you never need to, you know, yeah. you just need to be aware mm-hmm. of that. You can get too close. Um, so another area we see this in a lot affairs happen and spring up is in the gym. Mm. Why do you, why do you think it happens in the gym? Well, they're, you know, you're working out. If your spouse sitting there with you, then you're doing something that you're enjoying and you're having fun and, and then you're just having a conversation innocently enough and, and then you're, drawn in because someone's mm-hmm. showing you attention mm-hmm. and you're sharing an interest and having fun and doing something if relaxing I'm, if I'm at the gym physical dopamine. physical looks matter to me and yeah. you know so yeah that's a that's one place that we've seen it and then, then probably the third place would be the work the work environment mm-hmm. um so be very careful yeah. yeah i read something the other day um it, it was an article by a Glenn Stanton, he's an expert on marriage at Focus on the Family, and he's he's a father of five kids, and he tells me, he says, when the luxury of being friends with one another takes a backseat, friendships that are deep and intimate can develop in other places, resulting in emotional and even physical adultery. Yeah, we're going to have deep emotional friendships. Mm-hmm. Where are you developing them? Yeah. And it, and it, and it needs to be with your spouse Mm -hmm. and then everything else outside of that okay so can this deep emotional friendship with your spouse safeguard affairs absolutely absolutely and i think that's one of the main another reason that that um that friendship in your marriage is so vital not just important but vital because it does protect your marriage Mm -hmm. um it's you know our our culture is not designed to nurture marital friendship. No. And so we have to be so intentional about that mm-hmm. because it's a, a safeguard for our relationship. It's a safeguard for our family um, to be able to have that close friendship. It's funny because last night, so last night we come home from this event and we came home, they had amazing desserts at this event and we came home with this massive chocolate um, cupcake. Oh, yeah. I mean, and don't think about a cupcake when you think about this. Think about huge. a cupcake three times its normal size. One of those big, I mean, just amazing icing. It's everything yeah. you want a cupcake. Cream to be. in the inside. It's not a cupcake. It's like a piece of massive chocolate cake. Colby is a chocoholic. Oh, that absolutely. kid. The more chocolate, the better. There's, I mean, there's no reason why he would not eat this cupcake. And so we got in the car, the cupcake's in his lap, and he said, I just can't eat this. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong? What? Are Who you are you? kidding me? <laughs> Whose kid are you? And I said, why? He goes, 
I just had so much to eat tonight. They were with a sitter, and he he did. He had a ton. He went through the list and tell you know told us what he had. That's a great example, though. Mm-hmm. When I'm already full and satisfied, mm. you know, throw a big beautiful cupcake in front of me. Chances are, uh, eh. yeah. But man, if I'm not, if I'm hungry. If if you've been counting your calories all week and say, I'm not going to touch dessert, and then you throw that same cupcake in front of you. That didn't happen to us. No, I mean, that's hypothetical. Hypothetically, yes, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I'm not going to touch that. Not going to touch that. I still oh feel sick gosh. about all we ate last night. But anyway, but all that, that you know, that example, and, and illustrations break down at some point, mm-hmm. you know. But for the most part, if I've got a deep... Um, emotional connection, physical friendship connection with you. We have fun together a lot. Yeah. The chances that I'm going to go looking for that cupcake <laughs> in other places yeah. are going to, I mean, it's going to, that's a big safeguard in marriage. If mm-hmm. I just make sure our friendship mm-hmm. is deep and vibrant. Well, and I, you know, I said something a minute ago that um, I'd actually read that, you know, marriage without friendship can't work in our culture. Um, there's the guy who said Bill Bill Hanawalt, who who's conducted premarital and marital counseling for 30 years. Um, he said friendship has to be nourished and nurtured regularly, or it faces the danger of becoming a business relationship. Mm. God, that's so true. He said I've seen many so seen many distant and business like marriages where careers have developed and children have come into the picture, and the priority of emotional connection has been left to die on the vine. Couples that don't give attention to developing their friendship often come apart. It also creates an opening for marital infidelity. Yep. It is so true. And culture doesn't cater to marital friendship. There, I think there's a huge reason for this. There is. Here's, why does culture not celebrate and, and give a great environment for, for marriages to thrive? And we can't ever get away from this we always have to remember there's a very real enemy mm-hmm. and I'm, I will call his name Satan and his mission statement mm-hmm. is to steal kill and destroy yeah. that's his that's his mission that's his goal that's why he exists and um, Jesus stole the power away from him on mm. the cross for for death but man he can wreck your life still yeah. and his desire is to help influence culture in such a way and he plays the long game too yeah this isn't anything that's just happened this is something that started decades and decades ago but to create a culture that marriage is just disintegrate it, it, basically it's like sucking the life out of them mm-hmm. and um and culture does that it does if we just if we let if we drift with culture you know, it's kind of like being out on the on the paddleboard and just going wherever the water takes you. Mm-hmm. If we do, your marriage will not survive. You almost have to paddle so hard against yes. culture to cultivate a healthy marriage. Well, and, you know, it, it's not, it's mostly in the United States, I would even say. I mean, there's some other countries that are this way. Never lived in but, another country. But I, I, had, I talked to somebody the other day who said that they lived in, in Italy for three years. She said, I would go back there in a heartbeat. And I said, why? She said, I loved it because it was just slow, slower. Mm. Life was less complicated and more laid back. And I really feel like, for me, I feel like one of the things that the enemy has done in our American culture and the dream we chase is we chase this 
you know, more stuff. It means I have to work longer hours. I have to do all these things. My kids have to get in all these right extracurriculars to create the right profile for colleges and all these things. And it sucks life out of families and it destroys families. And this culture is built a counter family. Yeah. We recently just had a 10 year old tell us, uh, travel baseball is too busy. I want more family time. Mm -hmm. I was convicted. Yeah. You know, now when we did it for as long as we did it, it was good for our family. It was, we all enjoyed it. He enjoyed it. Josie enjoyed it. But when God was done, he spoke through our child. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so what I want to say to everybody listening is fight against culture to preserve your family. If you have to look weird, and everybody's like, why? Why would you do that? Look weird. Yeah. Man. So how, how do we, we know it's important. How do we strengthen our friendship? Here are just a, a few things. I mean, we, it always comes back to intentionality. And a strong friendship is, is not accidental. And so what are the ways we fight for, for our friendship? Well, you can't get away from the number one thing, and that's time. Mm-hmm. Time together. Um, quality time. In, in quantity, mm-hmm. you know, if you can't fit in quantity time, make it quality. Yeah. You know, um, we it, always say like we go to bed at the same time every night. And even if we're tired, sometimes it's like, I'll think I'm so exhausted. And then you'll ask me one question and I, and I'm immediately engaged in that conversation and it might be another hour. And it yeah. was worth the lack of sleep to have that quality time. Yeah. I had lunch with a guy earlier in the week who, um, had been married just a few months and, um, and kudos to him, man. He just drilled me with questions and incredible guy. And he asked me, one of the questions was, what's your two best um, pieces of marital advice? Mm. And um, and I said, one, uh, listen to the Marriage Adventure podcast. <laughs> 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 two, read the book. No, no, I told him one of the best things we've ever done in our marriage was we went to bed. that When we decided every night we're going to go to bed at the same time. Yeah. Um, it was great because yeah. it gives you pillow talk. You get to binge watch stuff together. You don't want to do that every time we do other fun married stuff, you know, but it, that really was. Mm-hmm. That was good. It really was. So time, yeah. time together, you can't, you can't get away from that. Intentional time together. Mm-hmm. Put that date on the calendar for that. You know, we say go on a weekly date. Um, if you can. And then go on a yearly vacation, just the two of you. And, uh, and at least once a year, go to some separate from your vacation, some workshop or some marital, you know, or even read a book together, read a book together, uh, something like that. Yep. Yep. The next one is communicate. Just keep talking and sharing about everyday life. I mean, it's, it's not just the deep conversation. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's just the check-ins during the day. It's just like, okay, just staying connected. Like you would, you know, something happens in your day. Call your spouse or send them a text and, and, or tell them that night. It's the, the communication about your everyday life, just staying friends. And um, maybe give your spouse a call on the drive to, you know, a lunch appointment or something. Yep. Just five minutes even. Just that keeps you connected during the day. Yep. Um, I think another thing is have fun together. Yeah. And you do that through finding common interests. Yeah. Couples get away from having fun together, from laughing, from, 
you know, and, and don't include the kids on it. Leave them at home. Get them a sitter. Go yeah. off just the two of you and have yeah. some fun. And sometimes we spend the money on the sitter and go find something cheap to do yeah. for free. Go go hike or do something else that's free and spend the money on the sitter so that yeah. we can have the time. The time is far more important than what you're spending the money doing. Yeah, and, and really good desserts usually aren't that expensive, so we make sure <laughs> that that is included uh, in there. Oh. Um, I think another thing is just trust. Mm-hmm. Once trust is broken, that is uh, it's very hard and a long process to to build back, mm-hmm. especially if there's not a lot of grace in the marriage and the relationship and mm-hmm. and, and all. Um, so, trust. Just being loyal to each other and yeah, and honest. Um, another thing is have goals together. Set some goals together mm-hmm. that you're working towards. I think a lot of times, a lot of our you know, when we or it goes back to C.S. Lewis saying when you're they were fighting shoulder to shoulder. Sometimes yeah. we we set a goal and then we fight shoulder to shoulder to reach that. And it's mm-hmm. that we dream together and and that's fun. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you dreamed together about something yeah. in your future with your spouse? Set a goal and working together, teamwork. Uh, talk yeah. about we talk about that in the book is just you know that builds friendship. Yeah, Marriage Adventure Book, you can buy it on Amazon. Uh, but we do, we talk a lot about goal setting and having a mission together and how that strengthens that friendship mm-hmm. so much when you accomplish things like that. And then finally, um, like we said, priority, intentionality. Make your spouse feel like your top priority. And they need to be your top priority. Mm-hmm. Um, outside your relationship with the Lord and even above your kids. Be your spouse's cheerleader when they succeed and then when they when they fail, when they fall, and encourage them, come alongside them. That's being a friend. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, only you can, you're the only person, you and your spouse have to be intentional about it, and you're the only one who can really strengthen your friendship with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And you can't, I mean, if you don't put in time, if you don't do the things, don't do the work, any friendship that I have, don't have in my life right now anymore from the past is because I stopped spending time I stopped being intentional about it and you're not one of those that I'm going to look at that I can afford to lose so um no so in the show notes we're going to put some action steps that you can take so check out those show notes uh at the marriageadventure.com also man the biggest way you can uh help us by besides listening is sharing this podcast with all your friends all your married friends your soon-to-be married friends Uh, Whenever you see something pop up on social, Facebook or Instagram, share that. And man, that would mean a ton to us. And uh, we just thank, thank you for your time today.